scripture reading and the following address were part of the YouTube streamed worship service from St. Paul's Lutheran Church, Box Hill, Victoria, Australia, on March the 12th, 2023. For more information, visit www.stpaulsboxhill.org.au. From the wilderness of Sin, the whole congregation of the Israelites journeyed by stages, as the Lord commanded. They camped at Rephidim, but there was no water for the people to drink. The people quarrelled with Moses and said, Give us water to drink. Moses said to them, Why do you quarrel with me? Why do you test the Lord? But the people thirsted there for water, and the people complained against Moses and said, Why did you bring us out of Egypt to kill us and our children and livestock with thirst? So Moses cried out to the Lord, What shall I do with this people? They are almost ready to stone me. The Lord said to Moses, Go on ahead of the people and take some of the elders of Israel with you. Take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile and go. I will be standing there in front of you on the rock of Horeb. Strike the rock and water will come out of it so that the people may drink. Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. He called the place Massa and Meribah because the Israelites quarrelled and tested the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Is the Lord among us or not? Is the Lord among us or not? Is the question asked by the people of Israel on the journey. Let's pray. Loving Lord Jesus, send your Holy Spirit to open our hearts and our lives to receive your presence, your gracious presence for us in your word. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, there was great expectation amongst the people. You could almost taste their thirst for wanting this promise to be fulfilled. The promise itself was amazing and they were going somewhere. Yes, while there was still a journey ahead, there were some risks with it, but there was much to look forward to. There was great expectation because of the promise. And yet, and yet there was grumbling. And yet there was murmuring among the people. There was discontent. There was seemingly a lack of faith at the first sign of difficulty. Is the Lord amongst us or not. It's the story of the people of Israel in Exodus 17, isn't it? And I wonder sometimes if it's the story that we live as well. In Exodus, there's a pattern, and maybe you're familiar with it, a pattern of God's love and mercy and rescue in grace. And it's followed by a pattern of the people grumbling, it seems, at the first sight of difficulty. So for example, as you read the book of Exodus, you'll find um, after the miraculous rescue of the people by God from slavery in Egypt, and perhaps you know that story, and then soon after at the Red Sea when they've been miraculously rescued, we hear the song of praise by Moses and Miriam. What assurance that God is with us. God is with the people. Things are looking good. 
But just three days later, three days later into their journey, the water and the people have become equally bitter, it seems. So the people grumbled against Moses, saying, what are we to drink? And Moses, the leader, is called as intercessor to pray on behalf of the people. Moses cries out, and the Lord provides sweet water for them all. All is well. Calm is restored. The journey continues. But later on in their journey in the desert of sin, an interesting name, isn't it? We hear this. In the desert, the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The Israelites said to them, if only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. At least there we had food and plenty of it. But you, you have brought us out into the desert to starve this entire assembly to death. I don't think that's actually right, but that was the complaint. This time, both Moses and Aaron bear the brunt of the people's grumbling. Can't we go back? Give us the old way, those golden days back in Egypt, which were not so golden at the time. And again, God comes in grace and mercy and love for the people. I will rain down in this whole uh, motif through our readings today of the, of the being poured out, this a wonderful grace of God and life um, comes through in so many ways in our three Bible readings, and I commend them to you. I will rain down bread from heaven for you, and God sends the manna rain for the people. By now we might be seeing the pattern of what's going on in, the, in Exodus. And we come to our reading today in Exodus 17. Again, the people are on the move. They're still being led by God to the promised land. They're in the wilderness of sin and they have no water. So they quarrel with Moses. They grumble and murmur again. This time, Moses, as the leader, says, Why do you quarrel with me? Why do you put the Lord to the test? And they grumble all the more. They're grumbling. He's heard it all before. And no doubt he must be tiring of it a little bit. And this time, instead of fulfilling his calling as the intercessor, as the prayer for the people, Moses says to the Lord, what am I to do with this people? What am I to do with these people? They're almost ready to stone me. Moses now assumes the place of God. What am I to do? And even Moses now is asking the question of the people, Lord, are you really here or not? The Lord delivers them again, despite their grumblings and despite their weak faith and that of the leader. God delivers because God is faithful to you and to me and to them. Is it any different for us today? God not only is present with the people, but God has already gone ahead of the people to meet them at the place where he's going to provide this life-saving, this life-giving water. Is it any different for you today on the journey of life that you make? Or if you're in a family, is it any different for your family today? Or if you're part of a congregation like St Paul's, 
Is it any different for us today? Or part of a bigger scene like the Lutheran Church of Australia? We too make journeys in life, don't we? Physical ones, but always spiritual ones. We are spiritual beings. We make them individually, we make them together with others. Our congregation made a journey back in 2020 in March. We made a journey from Station Street. Am I pointing in the right direction? I am for once. Um, and we came along the back roads and we made our way here to the, to the hall. And as I've been preparing for this sermon, I've been doing the journey back that way. I've gone back and I've simply been praying to God as I've done it. We're making a journey forward, aren't we? We've made a decision that we're going to do some things on this place, in this land, that God has given us so graciously. We're making a journey. We're making a journey as a church, the Lutheran Church of Australia, following um, our Convention of Synod, which you know, has brought out many, many different emotions from people. Sometimes we might ask the question, is the Lord amongst us or not? Lord, it doesn't seem the same anymore. How much longer can we put up with all of this change and all of this flux? And sometimes we too find ourselves gazing at, our, um, at ourselves rather than looking out to others as we grumble. Our nation is a place in need of living water. Our census figures tell us that less and less people believe in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Saviour. It's been a hard journey to be church in recent times. And yet, and yet our loving God, the same God who journeyed with Israel in the desert of sin, the same God walks with you and calls you and me to look beyond our navels and our troubles and our own feet and to look to the places and the people that he is leading us to this Lent and beyond, in the community in which we're placed. You and I have living water, life-giving water, not only to drink, and make no mistake, we are called on the journey that we make to share, to share Jesus, the living water of life. And on this journey, we're being prepared to share Jesus anew, the reason for our hope. It's a tough journey sometimes, but it's an exciting adventure that will challenge us and help us to grow in new ways in these new times. The people of this new place, we are set among the people that God brings us to. Just like that woman at the well. She goes into the city and, and shares her testimony. And John tells us that many Samaritans from that city believed in Jesus because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I have ever done. Jesus is with her, was with her on her journey in life. And so when the Samaritans came to Jesus, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed two days. And many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, it is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly 
the saviour of the world. Look at the fields, Jesus says to you and me. They are ripe for harvest. Our witness on this life's journey is simply to, to follow the journey of the woman who goes back into the city. To bring people to Jesus. We are on a journey and it's not always an easy one. Far from beer and skittles sometimes along the way. And yet we'll find, dear friends in Christ, that it's often in the wilderness where growth so miraculously and fully comes to life. It's not always in the beautifully manicured garden that we might expect because as we come to this Easter, as we come to Good Friday, we'll find that it's on a hill so bereft of life that it's called the place of the skull, that there, here, for you and for me, love will come fully to life in the sacrifice of God himself so that you and I will not be separated from him forever, but we will have eternal life. That's the gift and that's the call. Like the woman who ministers to others, that's where God is leading you and me today. What a gift we have, even though we may not have it all together. There'll be times when we will complain and times where we think we need to be God, just like Moses, because we question whether God can actually do something in this space. But I can assure you, dear friends in Christ, that the one who speaks, this Jesus, who speaks a word of living water, says to you that I am here, Emmanuel, God with us. That God has brought the word become flesh and he makes his dwelling amongst us. That as we come to the Lord's table today, as we receive bread and wine with God's word, that like those disciples on, who come to Emmaus after Easter, our hearts and our minds will be open to Jesus for us. I am among you, Jesus says in Luke's Gospel, as one who serves. And I come to serve you, and I come to send you. God who goes to the cross to intercede for you and me and for the world, with arms stretched out in sacrifice for all, sends you and me. We surely have God with us, Jesus who meets us where we are in life. And he says, whoever drinks the water I give them, I give you, will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give you will become in you a spring of water welling up to eternal life. If anyone is thirsty, let them come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within them. What a gift we have for the journey and what a calling we have to follow Jesus and to learn to share his life in a parched and often critical and complaining world. What a difference we have to make. There was great expectation as they struck out on the journey, on the journey of mission following where Jesus is leading. An adventure of sharing life-giving water and for a parched world in need of love, a journey of bold witness, whatever it may take. And God continues to lead the people 
and to provide for all that we need. Amen. For a moment, let's reflect on the gift and the calling that we have. You might like to consider one of the points up on the screen. How are you, how are we called to share the good news? How are you, how are we called to share the life-giving water of Christ in the world? And as God calls you on the journey, the peace of God which passes beyond our human understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.